Welcome to the CEO's Laundry, the first coaching podcast designed for leading CEOs. You see, CEOs face personal and professional issues just like you and me. But with a high-level position comes high-level questioning and duties. As a result, they can feel alone, misunderstood, confused, or overwhelmed. But these high-level responsibilities can also be a source of inspiration for them to look for ways to simplify their lives and optimize their results for the long run. That's why, instead of focusing on their achievements and success stories, each episode is a discussion focused on their current challenges and what lies ahead. I help them clear their minds. This way, they make room for fresh insight to refocus on themselves give their daily lives a new boost and strengthen their impact on the world. Be at the forefront of a podcast that reveals the reality of a human being behind the title of CEO. Hi, in this episode of the Serious Laundry, I'm with Guillaume Moubesh, the CEO of Lamlist. We don't talk about his success stories and tips for success. We focus on the futures that he wants to build and the challenge that lies in the now. So what Guillaume put on the table today is that as he's scaling and trying to reach a 10x goal within the next four to five years, he has some difficulties to hire and find the right kind of people that will match his values and that will help him build the vision that he has in heart and in mind for his business. So we dig into the values of his companies, how we can put that into a job application or into his website so that people will filter themselves in a way like, yeah, I want to work with these people or no, I don't want to work with these people. We also talk about his vision, how to be bolder and have a clear message on his vision. And we talk about the CEO's life and some stuff um, toward the end. It's a more open discussion than the pure coaching or consulting part that you will witness for 45 minutes. So enjoy. And if you're a CEO who have difficulties hiring right now or in the process of changing your hiring process, well, this is like gold for you. Hi, Guillaume. Hey, Kevin, what's up? I'm good, and you? I'm great. Okay, thank you for being here today um, for this podcast that is not like other podcasts because today you're not here to um, talk about your success story, talk about all the things that you're used to talk about um, in other podcasts or interview. Um, you, you usually focus on the, on the past um when people want to interview you and today what i um require of you and what i demand is that we look at the future so we look at the unknown what is possible to create and um when we look into the future it means that we are not there yet it means that we are in challenging time challenging moments and uh, especially when you as a CEO has ambition, a big goal, exponential goals. It can be um, challenging for you as a human being, as a CEO, as a leader, 
um, as a co-founder. So we are here to discuss um, the topic that is alive for you right now. Uh, maybe you have many topics. I will. Uh, you, 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 I let you decide uh, which one or which ones you want to to put on the table today. Yeah, I'm super, super excited to uh, to discuss about all of that. Perfect. So, so what is the topic that um, you would like to talk about today? I think like uh, our biggest challenge right now uh, is uh, is uh, is about scaling. So we just crossed an important milestone that we thought was uh, impossible when we first started, meaning crossing 10 million in annual recurring revenue. Um, we've always loved to, you know, keep the team as small as possible, as agile as possible. And now our next goal is to go to $100 million in annual recurring revenue. And I feel like the, the biggest challenge comes down to hiring. So we had to spend a bit of time with... Um, we all the heads of each department. And what we realized is in the current team, we had to, uh, to let go uh, a few people uh, because they didn't match with uh, the vision and the next steps. And uh, right now that we have kind of like let go a few people, we need to hire like uh, a lot more. And, um, and I realized that it's uh, the most challenging task for us right now for different reasons. One is uh, the, the pool of candidates. So depending on the departments, it's more or less easy to, to find uh, the right people. And then it's, uh, it's how do you make sure that the people who you hire are the one that are, you know, like the, the right fit for the long run. And because we're going to scale fast, my challenge is uh, to be afraid not to be able to kind of like uh, evaluate the right way the people we hire. Okay. How is it a challenge for you personally? It's a challenge simply because uh, whenever, you know, like we have to take the, the tough decision and let go people, I know that it always comes down to, to my role and I don't want this to happen again or like at least the way we, we did it um, in, the, in the last months. So it's, uh, it's, it's very tricky. And it's, uh, it's something that, uh, that I want to make sure that everything is uh, really well done from the start so we don't make the same mistake, basically. Okay. What, what's the mistake that has been made? I feel like we were not... We didn't put our standards to the highest level and we confused, I think, the, the company growth and people's growth meaning that the, the company has always been hyper-growing and the fact that all the numbers are really amazing, everything is green, so it's, it's pretty awesome, makes uh, people think that, you know, it's, uh, that everyone in the team is at the right level. But what I realized is over time, because we had hired people who actually didn't have a great learning curve, uh, we're making always the same mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. It kind of uh, felt discouraging for other team members. So our A players, I would say, started to get a bit uh, annoyed by the behaviors of others, by the way, you know, like uh, they were performing, et cetera, et cetera. And for me, it was like the, the worst part, you know, like when you have uh, your A players in the team 
being kind of like demotivated, etc. It's uh, it's something you really don't want. So the the key challenge is really like uh, okay, how do we not make these mistakes of having people who actually are not going to be top performer and being because I feel like in the interview process it's always super hard to notice whether or not someone can be a player. Obviously, you have like your gut feeling, etc. But being sure one hundred percent is almost impossible. However, you are supposed to notice it in the first months. And that's something we kind of fail at doing just because we believe that people could change, could evolve, et cetera, et cetera. But in the end, they did not. Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I've worked in human resources before. Um, <laughs> so that, that is the challenge that is constant. And as you said, it, it, it cannot be perfect. As long as you're dealing with human beings, you, you know that there will be some chaos over time and there will be a constant chaos running um, in, in, in the company. Um, okay, you're, you're an interesting place. Uh, what, what is your role in the, in the hiring process? Like, do you, do you conduct interviews, uh, 100% interviews, zero? Uh, are you at the top or at the bottom of the process? Like, where, where are you? I'm usually at the, at the very end of the process. So when, when everyone in the team has, uh, has met with, uh, with the candidates and the candidates has kind of like gone through each stages, I can basically like uh, meet with that person. And what I'm checking is more like the, the culture fits. I ask uh, some, when I see that the person is a bit like, uh, I try to also ask, you know, like questions that are a bit uh, weird sometimes just, uh, just to see how people react. So it's more about like culture fit and, uh, and seeing who the person is and, uh, and what's my gut feeling. I don't test uh, nothing that is, uh, that is very specific for the position or anything. I don't do like technical tests or this type of thing. It's more uh, yeah. about the culture. Okay. Yeah, culture culture is important for you as a as a CEO because um, it's it's what you say. You you want to be sure that um, people are a good fit for what you want to create and the impact that you want to make. Be- before to to go into that, you say that you somehow say that. Um, it would be great to put the standard to a highest level. What would be a, a highest level in terms of standard for you, for your team and for the culture? So essentially to me, the way I, I picture like a employee in a startup, you have like five level going like from level one being the lowest up to level five. Level one is, um, is basically like someone whenever they're going to face a problem, they're just going to see their managers and ask about like a, a solution. That's like the lowest level in a startup. That's typically mm-hmm. the, the people you don't want to hire. And then you have up to level five, which are the person who are going to find the, whenever they face a problem, they're going to find the solution for the problem, then understand why the problem happened. And on top of finding a solution, fixing it then fixing also the root cause of the problem. So we make sure that it doesn't happen again. And then they will come to basically have a chat with their manager or me or whomever and say, okay, here was a problem. 
here is the solution I've developed. Here's what I've done so it doesn't happen again. And just so you know, like uh, here is an update of all the things we did. So for me, like this is the highest standard. And it's very difficult to have like uh, even in the in the lead management, I realized today that uh, that we also don't have like this type of level right now. It's getting better over time, but it's very difficult for people, I think, to uh, to go to that level. And that's also because of uh, of us as uh, co-founders, as we've been way too way too operational, I think, and way too hands-on for so many years. So for people, it's it has always been much easier to say, okay, I'm just going to ask G, like, uh, what's up about the, this problem or ask uh, Vianney or Francois and, uh, and then we'll find a solution together. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. right now it's, uh, it's really different because as we're scaling, we have like uh, more and more issues as, as founders, we really need to not be as hands-on as we are. And, uh, and that's also like uh, another challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. For, for the for the first few years, it was like you had to handle everything that was um, thrown to you, and now you're trying to be more of like the lead for change and the lead for for creation. Um, okay, again, I, I get that. Like um, I'm, I'm used to say that there are like four level of change. The the, the first one is like people resist change; um, they they don't want to change. Um, it's good to have this kind of people in your company, like 10, 20%, because they can give you indication about what you can improve. Um, uh, if they are not at like leading um, position in the company, it's okay. Then you have the one that comply. It's like, okay, we have to change. Well, I, I will I take to, I would try to take advantage of that. Then you have the people who are like, committed to the change like oh okay great we're changing how can i help you and then you have the fourth level it's the people who create the change it's like the people who are uh, among you the the i would say the executive part they don't have to be executive they can be um at other levels but they are like they have the drive for change and, and that's the that's the people you want Well, there is, there is one thing right now. I could ask you more questions, but there are things that I know about your company and things that I know about you because I've been following you for, for a while now. So if you're okay, from, from my experience, I can tell you what I think could work for you to, to, to improve the standard that you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. Let's do this. Okay, perfect. The first thing is about the vision. When, I, when, when I'm on your website, I see two different visions. That's, 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 how, I, that's how I feel it. Um, there is the 100 million in air that you, you, you target. And there is the 1 million entrepreneurs that you want to help to build a profitable business. And I feel that there are two different targets. I have one question here is like, if you had to keep only one, which means that there, there is one that you cannot talk about, it's forbidden. And one that you have to talk about all the time, it's mandatory. Which one would you keep? 
I would focus on uh, entrepreneurs that we want to help. Okay. So, in in my opinion, um, as as an as an expert in, in in that topic, that should be highlighted more and more. Because you're going to enroll people who are going to be committed to that. And one of the danger of having two different messages is that you can have people who resonate more with one than the other one. And then when you will push forward, for example, the, the, the financial goal, people who really want to help entrepreneurs, they will be like left alone, left down. And the people who really want like uh, on the other way, people who really want the money, the money, it's like, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's so bold that I want to be part of it. When we're going to talk about the entrepreneurs and helping them, helping them build profitable business and et cetera, et cetera, they, they won't resonate as much. Which means that your, your, your two visions are compatible, but there is definitely one that should be like, bold that's not what we aim to do that's what we are doing right now we are currently already working on helping one million entrepreneurs build a profitable business which means that when people are going to apply that's what they will have in mind one message that's what i want you to do if you join the company, basically we're going to talk about that every day. I, I, I try to uh, to exaggerate, but but that, that that that's that's the mission. That's the mission of the CEO, of the co-founder, of the team, of the business. It's uh, it's a very relevant point. Yeah, no, I, I think you I think you are right. I think it's um, I think it's definitely a valid point. I feel it's. Um, We've tried to to kind of like link both because, as you mentioned, like uh, the two can be correlated. But I agree that it's actually like uh, my role as a CEO to have like uh, one clear message regarding the mission, and uh, and we should focus on uh, on that one. Yeah, it will. It will help. It will definitely help. Um, like I, I like to take that example of Elon Musk. I don't like everything that Elon Musk is doing. But the, the mission of Elon Musk is simple. It's to bring people to Mars. That's it. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing. Uh, we can say that we want to save humanity uh, by bringing people to Mars. That's, that's, the, that's his purpose. Um, but if you look at his business, at, at the core of its business right now is just building rockets. Yeah. So he enrolled people into building rockets, but the people are walking into like going to Mars. That's that's the thing. So if you have that that big mission, that big vision, my my advice would be like to target that, to 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 highlight that more and more, so that people know 
even before to apply, that's your goal. <laughs> Ideally, it's like people get to know you because the mission of Lamelist is so bold that, wow, I, I, I know what those guys are doing. The second point is about values. Honestly, when I was in corporate a few years ago, like values were shit for me. It's like, it, mean, it means nothing. People have values, companies have values, but it, it doesn't mean anything. They're just like nice words and, um, and, and that's it. And they put that on the website and it's nice and, and blah, blah, blah. But actually, that's probably one of the most important thing that you can highlight during an interview, making sure that people are aligned with the value. And what most business don't necessarily do is to set two kinds of values. What we see usually it's that, well, we have values, do you resonate with them or not? But I believe that what you have is the foundational value. It's like the value that you work on with probably your co-founders. That's the, that's the door to enter the company. It's like, hey, if you're like this, please join, please apply. You, you will be a great fit to, to working with us. But then there are another set of values that is probably even more important for the day-to-day -day of the business is the organizational values. How we work together. A great example right now, I don't, I don't know if you like football. Yeah, I can, I can uh, watch or I can relate. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I don't watch that much, but uh, a good example right now is the PSG because they have among the best players on earth. So that's basically the, one of the foundational value being one of the best or being the best, if you take a Messi, for example, and if you take Mbappe, if you take Neymar, so you put them together, but it doesn't mean that together they play well, which means that you need another set of values behind that. It's like in, when you're in the business, when you're in the company, when you're working with us, that's what we require of you as well. Um, for example, if communication is important, you can create values around communication with your team. What does communication mean to you guys? What is a good communication, a bad communication? If we had to, to reach our goal of helping 1 million entrepreneurs in one year instead of four, how should we communicate together? And then you, during the interview process, you can ask questions that basically assess the positioning of um, people who apply to join, if they resonate with that or not. Doesn't mean that it's going to work 100% of the time, but 
that's that's powerful. We can, we can take an example. Um, what is one of your your value at the moment? Probably the most important one for you. We have uh, three values that are, uh, I think, equally important for us. Um, the first one is uh, is loyalty. So I think like this is uh, this is something we we don't see a lot of people being super loyal these days. Mm-hmm. And for us, I think it's been uh, in our core DNA from the start. Like um, we've all been like super loyal, whether it's Vianne, Francois, and me, like uh, with our, each other, with our family, with our friends, etc. Um, and we expect the same from uh, from people working here, meaning that uh, should be loyal to to each other. They should uh, they can always rely on each other. They can always count on each other, and uh, and that's really really important. Not to have like people that uh, that will let you down. Um, the second part is uh, get shit done, meaning that uh, we we are all doers from day one, and we don't want people that are just here, you know, to um, to sit around, think about strategy, do business plan and all this shit. <laughs> we want uh, people who can actually do things. Um, and the last thing is uh, continuous optimization, meaning that we, we know that we are far from being perfect and that we always need to, to improve, to level up, um, learn new skills. Uh, and for that, we need to always ask ourselves the questions and, uh, and be able to, to grow over time. Okay. So let's take the first one, loyalty, because it's the the, the first one you mentioned. Um, what what is something that happened um, during the those um, first year of Lemlist um, that highlighted loyalty from an employee, and what is something that happened that highlighted the opposite? Um, so the the first thing I think would be, uh, for example, like. Um, our first employees who are now like uh, heads off, like they, they, they grew with, uh, with the company over time. Um, I've always shown, you know, like uh, that we could count on them no matter what would happen, meaning that uh, I never required people like uh, to work during weekends or like to, to work crazy hours, etc., etc. But because, you know, like uh, they were passionate about the project because they knew it was uh, the early days, because they knew that we were a very small company, they were there and they were doing this from time to time. Uh, and, uh, and this is not something you know you can, you can see from a regular employee. A lot of people would not understand that because they would think like, yeah, they are forced to work during the weekend, et cetera, et cetera, which is not the case. It's just that sometimes you, know, you need to do like the, the extra mile. You need to, to do over like, uh, and you do it for a reason that is uh, beyond just yourself and beyond just uh, you doing your job. It's because you are like uh, loyal to a company and you are passionate about what you do. And, uh, and we've seen that with, uh, with a few people, like, uh, I, mean, I mean, with many people, to be honest, in the company. Um, and, uh, and the second thing that uh, where I would see that they, there is a lack of loyalty is uh, we hired like um, someone uh, who actually like uh, kind of changed the way we were. So we were measuring like uh, customer satisfaction directly in the support. And basically she realized that uh, to improve uh, the numbers, she could either be better or she could cheat. 
And essentially what she started to do is cheating, meaning that instead of sending a customer satisfaction survey to our customers automatically, she realized that by snoozing the messaging on intercom, the customer satisfaction survey wouldn't be sent. So for every customer that was quite pissed off, she would snooze the message in order to get the best results possible mm-hmm. and cheat the system essentially. So don't send customer satisfaction survey to people who are pissed off. And to me, this is like uh, really the opposite of loyalty because you're not loyal to your colleagues whenever you're not doing, whenever you're doing that, you're not loyal to the company. You're not loyal to, and, and to me, this is like, a, it was definitely a red flag and we discovered it like a, soon enough to take actions. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's really like the opposite of what you want in your company. Okay, I get that. It made me smile when you were talking because mm. the only thing that I wrote down is extra mile. And that's, that's what you say, because it's, it's, it's exactly that when you're, when you're loyal, then you, you're, you're committed and you're basically willing to do almost anything that can be done um, in order to, um, um, to be together and to keep growing together. So here, here, here are two, two things that I have in mind. Um, can, can I tell you those things? Yes, yeah, sure. The first one is based on loyalty. I don't know if you do that um, already, but based on loyalty, when you have people in front of you uh, for an interview, you can ask them examples from their life on loyalty. And also example where they, they, maybe they haven't been loyal or not loyal enough because We are not perfect. Um, we make mistakes. And if you have someone in front of you who say like, yeah, I'm loyal. But that day I, I made a mistake. I haven't been loyal and I regret that. that. That's a good sign. That's a sign of like you have someone who is maybe wiser than average. And you know that they have um, a growth mindset and they will be helpful for your company. So I, I don't know if you already do something like that, like question based on the values. Yeah, that's, that's something we try to do. Um, the way I do it is I try not never to mention the value itself. So I, I would not ask like, uh, when have you been loyal, et cetera, et cetera. But I would try to ask questions that I know could uh, bring up loyalty or, or the opposite. So I would ask, for, for example, like to, uh, to talk about their manager, uh, the one they had in the past. And if you see someone that is starting, like, uh, let's say they stay two years in a position and whenever they discuss about their manager, they are really like uh, bitching about him or her. Uh, then, you know, like uh, you might see some points where you can see a bit of lack of loyalty, uh, just the way people talk in general about people. Whenever you ask about um, what did, what, uh, what went well, what went wrong, What are the things? And then, then you see how people basically like uh, talk about past situations and whether or not they are pissed about something or if they can turn a really negative experience into a learning, then you can understand like, uh, I feel the, the type of people they are. Okay. 
what what's the risk for you to like talk about loyalty by using the word loyalty it's not really like uh there i don't feel like there is a a, a real risk it's more just that um I feel like you know whenever you ask people like are you are you loyal like would you consider yourself as loyal etc etc if they have done their research they know that it's part of our company uh and and i think it's very easy to fake it during an interview like uh i mean you know if you're good you you can basically like uh apply for anything and be hired <laughs> if you if you've done your research correctly etc so so i like when the the questions are a bit like uh going towards a direction without the person really noticing it just so it's more like a casual conversation and uh, and at least you know that they are sincere about what they're saying and not just saying things because they know that it's the right thing to say okay i i think there is something interesting for you here standing strong for your values i don't say that it's the right thing for you but i believe so doing the opposite of what you're doing right now standing strong for your values and letting people know that you stand strong for the values which means that the liars are not even going to apply they, they won't they are applying i saw that on the on the um you you are uh, partnering with welcome to the jungle for um for jobs and you have a category that is on values here you you have a gameplay here is something that you could do that is interesting on the three values that you just told me you ask your employees to your current employees to give you an example of what they have done on that topic for example loyalty what is something that you've done for the company for us um, that prove that you're loyal as you say like some people have worked during the weekend or um, maybe later at night those are like like practical example and this i would put as examples of loyalty like this is what how people are doing they are loyal and they are committed to go to the extra mile and this is what they are doing dan 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 and here you give example that will either excite people who are resonating with that or scared the other ones 
And the people who would tell you usually during an interview, like, yeah, yeah, I can, I, I can work during the, the, the weekend if, if it's needed, blah, blah, blah. But they don't mean it because they will see how bold and strong you are in your values. They won't dare playing as much. Because you will make them understand that those are not just words. Those are guidelines to live and to be in the company. And here you raise your standard. It's a good idea. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Like you go, you go bold. And on optimization, like the, the, the last one that you told me, like, this is what it means. And this is what we do in terms of optimization. Like it's, it's basically the opposite of like you sit, you sit down and you do your work. And if you see something that could be improved, ha, huh, ah, that could be improved. <laughs> you don't want people, <laughs> uh, you don't want people like that. Or you don't want people complaining about something that could be improved, but um, they're doing nothing on it. So here you can put practical examples because when you put practical examples, like um, there is no doubt about what you're talking about. It's like, it's clear. Okay, this is what the people are doing there. Um, and then it will be a great filter in terms of standard. And then you, 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 you just raise your chance of having the people that you truly want in your company. First, because you're so clear on the unique message, the unique direction that you're going. And second, you're so clear about what the, the kind of people that you want walking with you. And another thing that you can do, I did that with some clients. It takes a bit of time. It, it, it takes uh, preparation, reflection, but you can do that with your, with your team. It's based basically conundrum i don't know if you if you know what is a conundrum no it's it's kind of like a an enigma where um there is no right or wrong answer but you give a situation with four different examples um, or five or six or two uh, and people have to choose and they have to tell you why they choose that and do you have an example that you put here um for 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 what you're doing right now um based on loyalty and going to and going the extra mile you could take a real situation of your business um i i don't i don't know what that can be but um we are currently working on a on a project we have a deadline um that is in two weeks Um, you have committed to do this and this and this, um, but you feel that you won't really have time to finish it in time. What do you do? And um, like first option, you decide to go to, to, to work this weekend. So you put some aspect of your life on hold And you will take a few hours 
to finish a project. Second option, um, you um, um, delegate, for example. You try to find someone that can help you, etc., etc. You 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 take some example, and then you will see. It's not just about what they choose, but the explanation for what they choose, what they choose. Because if you if you if you do a few questions like this, you will notice when people explain to you that there can be like patterns that you don't like in their explanations. It's like it's not that it's right or wrong, but I don't like the way you think. It's, a, it's also a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, because for example, if like you're responsible for your job and you do it 100%, I don't know if it's something for, um, for, for you at Lemlist, but that can be like an um, organizational value. It's like when you say you will do something, you do it. Um, then basically what you want to avoid is people who would try to delegate their work. Uh, you 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 want to it's not it's not wrong i mean if if you can find help it's good but if it's not aligned with your mindset and your attitude then you want to avoid that yeah i think it's uh i think it's something like uh, really interesting so far the way the way i've done it was more through um kind of like cases or business cases where I ask people like to solve something um, mm. or I ask them like uh, like simple questions and I ask them to choose between two things and I and I ask them to to explain why or uh, or I ask them like uh, a specific uh, enigma and they have to figure out like a solution and the idea is just to there is no right or wrong answer but for example it could be um, I don't know something like uh, Okay, let's say that you're uh, you are like uh, you have one competitor, and you each have like fifty percent of the market share uh, through bottle water selling in uh, Kenya. Uh, how much are you making uh, each year, and why? And then you know that's that's it, you know. And then the people uh, are gonna say, okay, then uh, population of Kenya is about like uh, X millions. Then uh, we're gonna have like uh, only 20% of the population actually buy a water bottle and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and then, you know, like see how they react, what do they do and what is the number they, they end up with, you know? And, uh, and this mm -hmm. is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, because you can, you can see how they think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's the same process what I just um, talked about. Um, but based on the values and um, highlighting their behavior and attitude um, that um, can show you if it's a good fit or not a good fit for, for, for the company. What's one of your takeaways right now? I think it's. Um, I think I like the fact to first uh, doing more conundrums. I think it's uh, it's something interesting, just because like, like uh, the way I was doing it was uh, 
out of some usually like random things or just uh, link to uh, how people can uh, can think and the way they they express themselves because communication i think is, is key but um overall i like the fact that uh, whenever you tie this to your uh, to your values it's actually a great way to um to make sure that you are aligned or not with the people who you hire i also liked um the fact about being like uh, being bold on the values directly like uh, being specific because it's true that um most values don't mean the same thing for people because for example loyalty to me is uh, is something that's uh, it's it makes it for me it means that uh, you can count on each other and you should help each other out and you should always be there for each other but for others loyalty means uh, maybe something totally different so the fact that we need to add like uh, more specific things about what does that mean being loyal and how does it translate in a, on a day-to-day -day basis i think this is really really interesting and uh, and the final part is uh, is be more specific about the mission and um, in order to have only like uh, one uh, one tagline and i know that helping 1 million entrepreneurs building like a, a profitable business is something powerful uh, and it's specific enough so people can relate i'm wondering if this is like uh, if this is simple enough uh because you know like i like you know whenever you mentioned elon musk I, actually it was a kind of like a, a key take like not a key takeaways but something that's uh, i think like uh, resonate a bit with me it's like elon musk is doing some really complex shit in every single of his company but the if you look at his mission like uh, bringing people to mars this is fucking simple you know like uh, a five-year-old could understand uh, and our mission, which is helping 1 million entrepreneurs building a profitable business. First, you're going to have people thinking like, okay, what does mean profitable exactly? Okay, what, uh, you know, what is like uh, an entrepreneur? What is, and, and all these things like you can't, I mean, for some people, like uh, an entrepreneur means something, uh, others, something else. So it's, um, it's interesting to see like uh, how exactly can you simplify your mission to make it like uh, understandable by a five-year-old anywhere in the world mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that that's true but i think for Elon musk he's kind of lucky because it's it's so out of the box that simple words uh, are are, are you like it doesn't need anything like we go to mars that's it it's okay <laughs> we, we 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 understand what he's going to do because if you want to go to Mars, then you have to build um, rockets. So it's like he's lucky for for what he's um, trying to build with um, with the SpaceX. All right, we could we could go on because it's 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 very interesting and and there are a lot of spaces for uh, conversation on that topic as well. Um, but I will wrap it up for today. Um, and uh, on, on, on the topic of high standard for um, hiring, because it's what you, you started with today. But we could have another episode on, um, on team and how to you position yourself with your team as you're going for an exponential goal um, right now. It will obviously require of you another attitude and an, another um, way of being 
um, with them. If ever you you want to, it would be a, it would be a pleasure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just want to to finish by saying that um, you have a tagline is do the things that you shouldn't do, um, and um, you say that you didn't use that word, but you said that you 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 shouldn't. Uh, mentioned too much about the, the the values and try to find different ways to talk about them so that's a thing that you shouldn't do um <laughs> and uh, and and being bolder in that perspective will definitely help you um for um having that magnetism and repealing the people that you don't want and attracting the people that you you want with you in your team I agree. I agree. It was a really good point and really good chat as well. Okay, perfect. Um, I would like to send you a book. There is a book that I think could help you. Um, if you can give me the, the business address of uh, of the new um, of the new office, uh, office. locals and new new office, yeah. For for Lemlis, I would like to uh, gift you a book that that could help you definitely for where you are right now. What's the name? You know, or uh, the Buddha and the Badass. Ah, nice. I like it. <laughs> I like the name. It's, I haven't read yeah. it, but uh, I've sent it to the chats. Okay, perfect. I will I will send you that book. It's a, it's a great book to um. It's, it's a mix between like hustle and spirituality for uh, business leaders. Uh, and there are a lot of great practical insight in it. Um, and especially the first chapter is all on values. Um, and it will, it will definitely help you if you nice. find some time to read it. I like it. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. I, I um, give you the opportunity to say one last word if you want. Yeah, no, to be honest, it was, uh, it was uh, quite unexpected. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's very different from any podcast that I've done in the past. So congrats on that because there are like millions of podcasts and, uh, and it's difficult to find like uh, a different format. So I think it's a good job on the format and also like uh, good tips overall. I felt like, uh, yeah, I've, uh, you know, I have like... Uh, a bit more questions that when I came in, but <laughs> it's a good and relevant question. So, so that's cool. That was a really good.